Hey everyone and welcome back to Because It's Good For You with me, Chloe from Girl Meditates. This week's episode is the one that we call, I'm not being funny, but, and it's where we go through our little, little internal rages that we have, all the little, little things that get us really annoyed that really shouldn't get us annoyed, but they just do. So it's kind of like free therapy session where we get it all out on the table and then at the end we have our mini meditation. So then we're super chill again and we can go out into the world and be a good human being instead of having all of those mini little rages inside us. So we snap at the people around us or we just get really angry at the world we can just release the rage here and then go out into the world and deal with the things that we should be getting angry about. Like, I don't know, climate change, world hunger, the fact that crocs are fashionable, you know, the things that really matter. So my first mini little rage, I don't know how this came up this week, but I was talking to my mum and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but if you don't know, Back when I was 19, I went to be an au pair in Paris and I've done a whole series on Instagram (laughs) because a couple of years ago, I just decided, I I was was speaking about it one day on Instagram stories and I turned it into a series and it documents everything that happened. I mean, I probably forgot loads, but it documents everything that happened while I was an au pair for this wealthy family in a suburb of Paris. So if you if you need a visual of it, go back to my Instagram and watch that. Um, did it get picked up by Netflix? No, it didn't. Um, they chose to go with Emily in Paris instead, which honestly is kind of offensive because of how bad it was. But um, my story is really funny and it should have got picked up by Netflix. But here we are. So I was talking to my mum this week and this story came up. For some reason, we were talking about tanning. It's really, really sunny in the UK at the moment. Um, And it just sparked a deep, dark memory, trauma memory inside of me. So when I was in Paris, being an au pair, just living my life, taxiing these kids around, um, I was the au pair for two kids. So one was a 13-year-old boy and one was an 11-year-old girl, obviously in the same family. Um, and to protect their identities, I'll give them different names, even though the little boy doesn't deserve it. The girl was really, really nice, but the, I mean, he was a teenager, he was 13, but, um, so one day we're just like in the car because I'm taxiing them, ferrying them around everywhere. Bearing in mind, before I got there, the job was like, all you have to do is take them to school, take them to tennis practice, um take them anywhere else that they need to go it's going to be really chill really easy I was like sweet so I get there and she drives me to the school on the first day thinking obviously if you go to school it must be like fairly close I feel like you usually live within one to five miles of your school this was about 25 miles away (laughs) driving through the streets of Paris um, oh my gosh, I, just, I actually can't believe I did it now. Um, but yeah, it, it was honestly a good hour away. So I'd have to go, drive back, then go again, drive back. 
Um, anyway, one day we're in the car and for absolutely no reason at all, the little boy called, let's call him Jerome. Um, Jerome is like, um, Chloe, just out of nowhere, Chloe, like, why are you so white? (laughs) And I was like, first of all, how dare you? I'm not being funny, but I don't even think I'm that white. Yeah, have I got translucent Irish skin? Yes, but do I look like Casper the ghost? I don't think so. So I'm just taken aback while I'm driving on the wrong side of the road and the wrong side of the car. Like my brain is going through lots of different things that it needs to go through. And then you hit me with a question like that. And I'm just like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know how you say you're very white. And I'm like, first of all, sorry, second of all, um, did we not learn anything from Mean Girls? You can't just ask someone why they're white, okay? This feels like a hate crime. Uh, I feel like I'm being gaslit by a 13-year-old. <laughs> and the thing why this annoys me so much, so my little rage is children that tan easily. Like, we get it. We get it, Jerome. You have that lovely olive skin that you can just breeze through a day and there's a little bit of sunshine popping through the clouds and it's like oh (laughs) oh I got a little tan whereas the rest of us me I'm talking about um will you know go a nice little pink color which won't turn into tan it'll just die back down so I feel like children who can tan easily it's wasted on them And then when they ask you why you can't tan easily, it's just salt into the wound. So that just got me re-raged this week, just thinking about Jerome and how he was basically gaslighting me into hating my own skin. He just couldn't understand the concept of someone not having skin like him. (laughs) And you know what? It, it, something in me this week just felt it. So that's my little rage. I mean, Jerome, I wish you well. I don't wish any bad on you. But I'm hoping that was a lesson to you not to ask people why, why are you so white? It was honestly like he was like, mm, uh, you, uh, you just disgust me, you know? <laughs> so as usual... I put a little shout out on social media to let you rage. You know, this is your safe space to rage about the things that maybe you don't feel comfortable raging about because you think, oh, this feels very privileged. This feels like a non-issue, but you still feel it inside yourself and you still have to process that so you can go out into the world and not be angry at every little thing. So Katie on Instagram says... People who believe the chemtrails hype. And I had heard about chemtrails. So before this episode, I wanted to do a little light Google. And I thought, wait a sec, I'm going to go on private mode because (laughs) I know as soon as I type in chemtrails to Google, the algorithm's going to start spitting out conspiracy theory videos to me. 
Katie says, I didn't know what they were until a week ago and now they're everywhere. And I said, that's the algorithm for you. You type something in because you might be a little bit interested and bam, that's how they get you. So if you haven't heard of chemtrails before, it's basically this theory that people think, you know when a plane's up in the sky and you can see like the big cloud that comes out the back of it, it's that that is some sort of substance, some sort of gas, I don't know what, that government agencies, the Illuminati, I don't know who, is spreading down onto us. And I don't know why, I don't know, to keep us from not asking questions, to keep us in a certain state, I really don't know. But it makes me think, if that is true, then would we even have the mental capacity to ask what they were? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, apparently, they're they're actually called contrails, and it's from the, the heat of the engine when it hits the cool, and it creates ice or something like that, creates a cloud something there's a very easy explanation for it but people get super passionate about chemtrails and I feel like they've been debunked I feel like it's kind of I don't know should you believe in it is there information that I haven't seen that could support that chemtrails are real if you believe in chemtrails can you let me know do we need to prepare I don't know but that is what is giving Katie an internal rage this week. So feel the rage, Katie. Let it let it come up into the body and just feel yourself process it. Like, just release it through your next breath. Can you feel that weight just disappear from your shoulders? Can you feel that little, ooh, that little tightness in your tummy where you get so annoyed about the chemtrails? You're just going to let everything relax. You're going to let it go. Do you need to be angry about this today? Probably not. Do you feel better when you take a, a deep breath and give yourself that permission to ease off? Probably, yeah. So Sean on Instagram says, mini roundabouts. <laughs> and that's all she put. So I said, what don't you like about mini roundabouts? The fact that everyone magically forgets whose right of way it is because you're close enough to make direct eye contact and it puts fear in people's minds. It gives me rage. Pick up the pace, Janice. I've got places to be. (laughs) And I totally know what Sean means by this because I went round a mini roundabout yesterday and it is that thing it's almost like it's too small enough that everyone's like, oh, 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 no, oh, no, you, you go, oh, should I go? No, you go. No, honestly, please, you go. And it's like, no, you give Ray, you give Ray, you give way to the person on the right. That's, that's all we need to be doing here. You just need to look to the right. Is someone there? Then you can't go. Is no one there? Then you can go. I feel like it's a British people thing to be like, oh, 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 no, 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 oh, you, no, you go. Do do I go? And then we're all just stuttering around the mini roundabout. Another thing that happened in Paris, in France, when I was an au pair, that's just been triggered in my mind. In the place that I lived at, um, they had it was like all of these houses, and then they all joined up to like these 
these roundabouts. So one day I'm on the roundabout, you know, using a roundabout as it should be. You drive onto the roundabout and you go around the roundabout and then you exit at the exit that you need. So I'm driving around the roundabout and all of these people are just zooming out of the avenues that connect to the roundabout. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like slamming on, like, what is going on? I've got right of way on the roundabout because I'm on the roundabout. So Jerome is in the passenger seat, like, whoa, 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 Chloe, you can't do that. The people joining the roundabout have right of way. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, that is, listen, I'm driving on the wrong side of the road. The steering wheel is on the wrong side of the car. Enough, enough. And he's like, no, you have to stop. So imagine this, you're on a roundabout, you have to stop at every exit to look if there's anyone on that exit trying to get onto the roundabout and you have to stop for them. In what world does that make sense? So I did it a couple of times. Obviously, I kept forgetting because it's so natural to be driving around the roundabout because you're concentrating on the exit that you need to take, not the exits where everyone else is coming into the roundabout, the junctions. And it got to a point where I was like, no, you know what? I'm I'm going to have to teach this small community a lesson that this is a better way to use the roundabout. So I would just have people like fully beeping at me. And I'm like, no, do you know what? It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough at first. I get it. But this is a better way. <laughs> How I didn't just get into multiple car wrecks. I don't know. So yeah. That is also my internal rage with mini roundabouts. If you ever go to a place in a suburb of Paris, um, you will be expected to do that and it will come as a shock to your system. So much so that when I came back and I had to use roundabouts here, my brain didn't know what to do. It was like, oh my gosh, am I on the wrong side of the road? Oh my gosh, how do I use a roundabout? Honestly, sometimes even now, and it's 11 or 12 years later, I will approach a roundabout, and for some reason, it's very, very rare cases, my brain will go, are you in Paris? Are you about to slam into someone? (laughs) Is someone about to enter the roundabout and slam into you? (laughs) So, mini roundabouts, I get it, internal rage. I've just processed that vocally, And I hope if Sean is listening, she can also do that and we can process it and feel better. So the next time we come to a mini roundabout, we don't feel rage. Maybe we just think about that time that I was in France and had multiple French people just screaming out their windows at me. (laughs) And we can all just laugh about it and not feel rage anymore. This is what we do here. This is our therapy. Okay, my final rage of the episode. We didn't have that many rages from people this week. People must just be chill. They must be loving the sun. They must not have a care in the world, which is absolutely great. Love that. But my rage is honestly, and I mentioned it at the top of the episode, it's just the sheer fact that Crocs are now fashionable. Whoever is working marketing and PR at Crocs needs a raise pronto. How did they go 
from the ugliest shoe. I mean, sidebar, they definitely still are still the ugliest shoe. How did they go from an ugly little shoe that little kids wear in the summer to, I mean, the most fashionable shoe to wear? This is giving, do you remember that story? Um, the Is it the Emperor's New Clothes? Where, I feel like we learned about it in primary school, where it's like the Emperor meets up, or is it like the King? Emperor or King meets up with these designers and they're like, oh, the most fashionable thing to wear this year is this invisible cloak and only people who are super, super rich can see it. I'm probably hashing this up, but it was something around that. So the emperor then goes out completely naked thinking he's wearing these clothes because everyone else doesn't want to make out that they're not rich or intelligent, something like that. They all also pretend that like, wow, what you're wearing is like super cool. And I can see it because I'm super intelligent or super rich. And in fact, he's not wearing any clothes. That's what I feel the equivalent to a croc is. Like, we've all been brainwashed to think that they are stylish, but in fact, they are not. And I get it. There's probably some people listening to this right now that wear crocs. And that is your journey to take. It is not my journey to take. I understand that they are the comfiest things ever known to humankind. But for me... I just think they're, they're shoes that like nurses and chefs wear. So my brain can't comprehend how so much comfort could be so fashionable. And that is my internal rage. I, I can't, I can't comprehend it. It gives me rage, but I've just processed it. I've just made it make sense in my brain. <sighs> I'm now releasing it physically from the body. And now, when I see someone wearing a pair of Crocs, I don't have to feel rage, because I've just processed it. I can understand that not everyone's the same, that some people really do think they're fashionable, but I just don't. And if you do, get in touch. I want to understand it from the Crocs wearer point of view. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's get you on the podcast and tell you why you are wrong. (laughs) So we're going to move smoothly into our mini meditation for this week. As usual, if you're driving a car, please do not close down your eyes. But if you are just chilling, if you're at home, maybe you're doing the housework, maybe just take a moment to bring yourself into the present moment. Maybe you're at work and you're sitting in your car on your lunch break because you don't want to have lunch with your colleagues because they're just not your type of people. So we're just going to have a little little wind down from the day for a moment here. Just going to settle into the body, not feeling like we need to be constantly productive. We're allowed to have this moment. So we're just going to take a gentle deep breath in and a long breath out, completely at your own pace, remembering that you are the expert of your body, 
So you know what feels good, you know how deep you can go with your breath. We aren't trying to fill the lungs here. Just really simple deep breaths. And maybe just scanning the body, just finding out if there's any tension hiding. Is it in the shoulders? Is there any clenching in the jaw? Is there holding in the stomach thinking, man, I get super angry about mini roundabouts. And we're gonna release that tension on your exhale, feeling it physically move out of the body the longer is it yours to grip or hold on to. And just noticing if you can feel any change in the body when you do that. Does it feel good to ease off and loosen up for a moment? Do you need a couple more deep breaths to really relax off? Taking as much time as you need. As we gently move back out of our mini moments of meditation I'm really taking a moment here to send some gratitude towards yourself for actively choosing to take a pause. Sometimes in a world that makes us believe we're not worthy of this moment, of relaxing, of finding that inner peace inside ourselves that we all have. And fully honouring ourselves and this mini practice by taking a closing deep breath, breathing in through the nose at your own pace. Thank you for joining me this week. If you're interested, I do have a couple of spaces left on the event that's coming up in North Wales on the 18th of June. It's called Tranquility. And we're going to be doing a guided meditation session in a private tea garden with a little mini letting go ceremony around the fire and finishing with tea, coffee and cake. So if you're listening to this in real time, please do book on if you feel the calling. If not, I'll catch you next time. Be well and may peace be with you always.